0: Welcome back to everyone. Fantastic to see you who are staying here. We have some fantastic panellists with us now. We will be discussing more recycled plastic, less ocean waste. And joining me today, I have Carmen Barreo-Perez, who is Acceleration Manager at uh, Europe for AB InBev, and Julie Dubriker, who is Key Account Manager at Beverage Benelux at uh, Shola Alibert. So thank you uh, so much to both of you um, and for giving me very difficult uh, last names to try and pronounce, but welcome to the virtual stage. Very nice to see that you're chilling out on a beach. Um, That's also making me jealous. So I hope your interesting facts are good for me this morning. Um, That's how I like to start my panel. So a big welcome to you both. Please, can you share with me an interesting fact Um, about yourselves that not many people know about you. Oh, let me just take you off mute, if you can. There
1: we go. Yes. All right. So I was saying that thanks a lot for the introduction, that you really nailed my family name. And that we are very glad to be here with you all today. So, a fun fact that not many people know about me is that before I started working for the biggest brewer in the world, a beanbev, I never drank beer before. In my defense, I grew up in the middle of the wine in the south of Spain, with my father being a winemaker.
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, your first beer, which was it?
1: It was Stella Artois. Very good.
0: Very good. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, have you, got, have you got an interesting fact uh, to, to beat that, uh, Julie?
2: Well, the funny thing is, we only found <laughs> out this morning that mine uh, is a bit, um, well, it's also to do with her topic. So, um, actually, I'm telling you this story. It's a very personal information I'm sharing with you as a uh, saleswoman of beer crates, don't forget that, because I actually have a, um, a confession to make that I'm having a secret affair with red wine ah yeah and we've been dating for over 15 years now and i just have to admit that i every moment i spent with it that i really indulging it so it's funny that actually we had the same topic we didn't know that about each other but there you go you wanted personal information there you go
0: yeah. oh well, that's a very personal very personal information yeah right. But, you know, maybe not surprising, being uh, from the uh, alcohol industry, coming up with industry, uh, with industry, uh, sorry, information for your personal facts, the links of the industry. So very good, very good. We were going to um, start off with a quick poll question um, to the audience, which is, how do you define sustainability? So you should be able to see here, um, a question come up on the screen. And so The question is how do you define sustainability? There's some multiple choice there, which is working on a greener world, more use of recycled raw material, reduction of CO2, Uh, since recycled materials are used, the end product must be uh, cheaper than the one made from the virgin materials, or D is an extensive of one, sorry, extension of one's marketing strategy um, and therefore used for PR. We're getting 67% in on working on a greener world. Um, I think that actually aligns with my answer uh, if anyone's interested. Um, So we'll just give it a few more seconds. Four, three, two, one. So yes, 67% there working on um, a greener world. more, more use of recycled um, raw materials. I don't
1: know, how does that align
0: with your thoughts, ladies?
1: Well, it's pretty much aligned to our thoughts, but so actually in that question, we can say that it was a little bit a tricky question. Uh, there was one actually answer that wasn't wrong, but then the other three remaining, they could be right. So this is something that we will be actually touching today during the presentation that uh, we will be uh, guiding you through and we can discuss a little bit more in detail yeah. some of the answers that we actually were providing, Jenny.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, you know, AB InBev is proud in taking a pioneer role in sustainability. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the Corona Crate that uh, AB Bev launched in Germany.
1: Sure, so but before to do so, actually, we have a very short video, it's only less than two minutes, and we would like to play it now because we would like the audience and also you, Jenny, to warm up a little bit and to get a little bit of a hint of what we'll be discussing in the next 30 minutes. All right, well,
0: let's warm them up. I'm happy for you to share
3: your video. <laughs> let's go for it. <laughs> we believe. Life is more enjoyable when lived outdoors. But our natural world is under threat. Up to one million tonnes of fishing gear enter the ocean every year. This plastic waste causes huge amounts of harm to the environment. As a beer made from the natural world, the least we can do is help protect it. So we've worked together with our partners to develop a new crate made with over 90% recycled plastic, including maritime industry plastic waste. Fishing lines, nets, and ropes collected from fishing vessels. This material is sorted, shredded, cleaned, and converted into pellets that are used to make our 100% circular crate. The first bottle crate using maritime industry plastic waste Everything in this crate is not in the ocean, which helps us to protect nature. Pick up our new crate and help us save the ocean. Live more, waste less.
0: What a fantastic video, really, really good. Um, yes, well, now, hopefully we're warmed up. And by the way, to the audience, this is an open session, so you're very free to add questions or comments in the chat or in the QA box. And uh, I'm sure Carmen and Julie will be very, very happy to, to, to help answer those. But I, I hand back to you, uh, Carmen, tell us, tell us more.
1: Yes, so now that you know you are a bit more familiar with actually our Corona 20 pocket crate and actually some of the sustainability uh, aspect of it, I would like basically to pick up back your question and indeed Jenny, linked to our net serial ambition, we have four sustainability goals for 2025 that we have reduced our emission, but we will go actually beyond that. We are going to be touching your beers from A to Zeta in order to make it more sustainable. For instance, we work hard on water stewardships. We are supporting our farmers and we are also opening one of the largest solar farms in Europe this summer to make our electricity green. Our full sustainability goal actually is linked to circular packaging, where the aim is to have 100% of our products in packaging that is returnable, such as our trades, or made from the uh, majority of recycled content. Uh, linked to this sustainability goal to be 100% circular packaging, in March 2022, we launched the new Corona crate. And it is the first and only one out there that is using this maritime industry waste. And we are extremely proud to take this pioneering role in sustainability. Now we are going beyond our return systems and we take it one step further. But what does this mean? This crate is actually made over 90% of recycled plastic, where we include the mariting industry waste, such as the fishing lines, nets and ropes that have reached actually the end of the functional life. By capturing this potential harmful waste, corona is actually helping eliminate the risk of being discarded into nature and damaging our oceans. On top of that, this crate is enabling the reusability, Basically, our consumers can buy these crates and once the VR is over, bring it back into the designated points and get a new VR.
0: So there's a lot of different information there, a lot of different pieces of information there. What do you think is the most um, innovative part about the crate?
1: So as I was mentioning before, this crate is the only and first one in the market that is using this maritime industry waste. And this is what is making this crate special. From the beginning of this project, when we were really liking the aviation concept, we knew that we wanted to protect the paradise. But to do so, we must reduce waste. And yeah, it's a nice challenge, but how to do so? And here is where basically Julie and the great technical team of Schuller entering the development phase of the project. I also like to mention that here in Abbey, innovation for us is key, and we always try to develop an ecosystem of partnerships with suppliers. I can tell you already, we, this wouldn't have been possible without the great collaboration and partnership that we have with Schuler. But now Julie, would you like to tell them further how you, you managed to grow actually our ambition? from design to manufacturing? Of course. Um, well, since Schuler Aliber is uh, since years in the business,
2: we are not afraid of a little bit of uh, a challenge when it comes to crate design or other uh, funky requests. Um, and since we already made um, uh, previous crates, uh, uh, waste-free ocean boxes with the maritime industry waste, we felt quite confident that we could do the same with the beer crates. So um, actually we got together with a few parties and it resulted in a delightful, I think, collaboration, very intensive collaborations between, for instance, the, the designing agency Drinkworks, uh, which is very much sustainability uh, oriented, um, the technical team from, uh, uh, from, from ZTEC, uh, where Carmen was leading, um, the regional and global um, brand teams from Corona, and of course our team, uh, our Schuller technical team consisting of mold engineers, crate engineers, concept designers, material innovation directors, uh, salespeople, project managers, so we have gathered a lot of expertise there in order to make this crate happen. Um, And yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but today this is InBev's most uh, sustainable packaging, Uh, consisting over more than 91% of recycled content. And it's actually the first beer crate on the market made out of uh, uh, 20% of maritime industry waste. And I think what is really um, uh, innovative about this, except for the fact that we were using fishnets as raw material, is the fact that we um, included the riptide effect, and that those are the the white lines you see, Um, and actually we did that to even reinforce the storytelling of the brand. and since the brand is very much referring to oceans and nature, no two crates are the same in this one, which is actually what is happening in nature too. So we sort of try to uh, to visualize that. And and also it it actually shows a little bit that we did some crazy funky stuff with materials. So yeah, yeah by doing so, I think we nailed it when it comes to bringing an innovative product. Uh,
0: abs- absolutely. I, I didn't know about the... Uh kind of it's almost you could say like a, a fingerprint then because none of those lines are going to be the same on any others yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's really interesting and that obviously helps to uh connect with the whole environment with the whole ethos there that i, I, I guess that was the plan from the beginning was that something that came later on or
1: it came really from the beginning, Jenny. So as we like to say, Corona, it's a beer uh, from the natural world. As you could see in actually one of our last marketing campaigns after the lockdown during COVID, where we basically were inv- inviting people to go outside and enjoy nature. But Corona is actually a brand that was uh, it's actually born at the beach. and We were inspired by this natural world to basically create this amazing beer. As a brand, I see Corona as a brand that is deeply uh, connected to nature and on top of that, is also built with 100% natural ingredients. So we felt that the need to go beyond our current uh, returnable traits and go the extra mile by really using this maritime industry waste material. As uh, you saw in the video, we mentioned that actually up, up to 1 million tons of this fishing gear enters the ocean every year. And this plastic waste causes huge amount of harm to the environment. As a beer that is actually really made from the natural world, as we like to say, the less the less thing we could do is really help protecting it. And, and so that's why really the, the, the connection between the beer, the packaging, the crates and the environments. And indeed, I think that many people will be reminded of the effects of the, the, the waste of the ocean by just looking at the crates.
0: No, it's, it's really kind of bringing everything together. So it's a, a perfect perfect product, perfectly aligned with the brief and perfectly aligned with the idea of sustainability and of course the environment. But how are, how are you, a, well, how are you both uh, communicating um, the sustainable uh, product, the sustainable practice?
1: So actually we are doing that in different ways. The first one is obviously telling this to our consumers. We are connecting with them through social media, through also telling the message in our Corona crate covers and marketing campaigns. But that's not all. We are also sharing with a broader innovation network, such as today being here in the Connected Packaging Summit, we focus on innovation and sustainability. And furthermore, we will be talking in other events such as DreamDeck. As well, there is a new stream which is basically that we are submitting our beloved Corona crates in different packaging awards categories. For example, we have submitted in the German packaging awards, the World Beverage Innovation Awards, or also the Essentia Awards, where we are very pleased to announce that we are already one of the first finalists. But, Jenny, we are not doing that just to to get, let's say, the prizes uh, or to tell the story. We really want to create visibility. We want to share the story about how it is actually possible to challenge our current manufacturing processes, innovate with new materials, and definitely promote that collaboration that we believe that is actually key uh, if we want to dream big. So definitely, as I was saying before, if it wouldn't be because of the great partnership between the two companies, we won't be here today speaking about the Corona 20 pocket
2: And if I take your question back and reflect that, Schiller, Jenny, I think um, um, our NDA, uh, DNA, sorry, <laughs> DNA. We <laughs> were talking about NDAs <laughs> earlier. Our DNA, um, and actually our core core business cannot be more intertwined with sustainability. And if I if I take our um, identity. solutions Um, and for us plastics is good to waste end quote I mean I think that says it all already Um, but we it goes way further than that on a daily basis if I look at how our designers uh, how much effort and thought they put in their designs with that sustainability in back of their minds uh, for instance, a, a combo, which is a very big plastic box um, where you can put liners into transport liquids like nail polish or egg yolks or whatever. If that liner is empty, you can take it away and you can fold that box as a, as a pallet. That folding ratio very much determines also transport optimization, for instance. So for a company that needs to transport those products from A to B all the time within their production sites, it can save them huge amounts of trucks uh, and freight uh, um, and, and the CO2 reduction uh, emission. So, I mean, th- that's another example of, of how it's very much simply integrated in our, our core business. And then I think a very important practice um, on how we um, identify ourselves with that sustainability is, is our material research and development. Today, um, sugar alibert is not only using the classical recycling uh, material streams, but we are even able to, you, to upcycle other waste streams. So that means that um, we prevent those waste streams to end up again as waste, but we actually integrate them in our cradle-to-cradle loop, which is, I think, quite amazing. And I think the very last point I could say is the fact that we um, are really unique as a rigid pallet container, um, uh, as a RTP uh, producer, um, that we can offer our grinding services to our customers because we have multiple grinding facilities which are EFSA certified, which is quite exceptional too.
0: Yeah. the, The whole piece around being able to take the materials before they become a problem is, is similar to the to the maritime part, right? So fishing nets and it's, it's a really interesting concept that, you know, it's it's forward thinking uh, to be able to bring to be able to bring a solution before the problems happen, even though we know that problem is going, going to, to, to happen. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. Will there be a phase two?
1: <laughs> well, I can say that we have recently confirmed like a second order of our the great Corona 20 bucket crates. Uh, But beyond that, Jenny, we are really currently working in a new project, which is at the moment in very early stages, but again where we focus on returnability, in reducing packaging materials and again thinking out of the box when it comes to minimizing waste. I cannot really give further details, but I hope you will invite me again in the Connected Hacking Summit of 2023. <laughs> me then, too, me too. <laughs> and I will be able to further tell you more and what has been, again, our story, and hopefully it is, again, a new successful story uh, that will help us to contribute to our sustainability goals.
0: Fantastic. Well, well, we'll see, we'll see. So, so far, so good for your invite to come back. <laughs> Uh, Julie, what about what about from from your side of things? What's what's moving forward? What's phase two, um, or, or well, not phase two, but what 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 looks the like the future for uh, sustainable design?
2: Well, since as I already said, it's very much part of our DNA. Um, we have similar, and yeah, that's again why the NDA word came up, we have many, many other projects running where we are actually trying to do similar practices like like this project in terms of material, uh, special material use or, or special design in order to achieve that sustainability aspect. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I think the fact that we will produce more of those crates is already for us phase two, but I think, uh, yeah, other projects will are coming as well, so um, for other customers. So yeah, bring it on! I would
0: say. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, we know also in the market at the moment there is a big challenge around uh, materials, specifically virgin plastic. Um, how do you how do you feel this crate um, is supporting the problem or, or solving the problem?
1: Yeah, definitely. So from our side, as I was mentioning in the beginning, as in our ambitions for twenty twenty five. So, uh, the fourth sustainability goal is really like 100% uh, circular packaging. And so, basically, before I was mentioning two things. One is that we wanted to have our products in a returnable type of packaging such as this one, right? Um, And then also uh, we mentioned that we wanted to have our packaging made of a high content of recycled uh, plastic, right, such as this case. So definitely uh, the Corona 20 pocket crate, all the volume that will be sold actually in those crates in this carrier, it will be contributing to our sustainability goals for 2025 from our point of view. And
2: I think from Schuler's point of view, um, the challenge we are facing um, um, when it comes to virgin plastics, that is something which has been going on for years already. Um, we have faced a decreased demand and use um, of and, and availability of virgin plastics because there was a, a decreased production uh, of oil and also distribution. And then there was the Corona pandemic, which wasn't helping, and uh, the current uh, political situation in Eastern Europe is not helping either. So that's all uh, to, hand in hand, and as a result of that, um, there has been also an um, an increase of demand for recycled materials. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as Carmen already mentioned, a lot of companies have been um, defining their own sustainability strategy, which um, tells them, listen guys, we want you to have by years blah, blah, um, x percentage of your packaging or your products made from recycled um, um, materials. Uh, The legislation is changing, it's forcing a lot of companies to use more and more recycled materials. But I think amongst humanity, amongst us as end consumers, also we become very much aware of the impact of what we're doing on our on our on our planet, and and there's more awareness um, when it comes to sustainability. One way packaging, single use packaging, is simply no go. Um, packaging made from virgin plastics, if it's not, is if it's not necessary, it's it's simply not accepted anymore. So, all these trends have led to the situation that we're now facing. That we need to address new. Uh, material sources like this one, that is a uh, post-industrial uh, um, stream, but also post-consumer streams like shampoo bottles, for instance. That that is also um, material that has been addressed right now um, to use as as plastics, to say so.
0: Absolutely, and I think that the the story um, around everything, not only the design but the concept, um, everything that kind of pulls together this crate is something that, um, you know, could be communicated to consumers, even through a, a QR code onto the Corona bottle, for example, showing that fantastic, fantastic video that we had in the beginning, um, being able to really communicate that because you're quite right. It is what, um, you know, consumers are very, very interested in at the moment. In fact, it's one of the uh, top things that consumers think about actually when purchasing. Um, exactly. One, of course, is price um and, and then the, the other is the impact on the environment um so there's a huge opportunity here i think in terms of communication and education um to, to be able to communicate that from from the packaging of your of your of your bottle perhaps on the crate as well to be able to really um inform everybody um of this of this fantastic crate exactly what do you think about other companies um what are they doing? Is there anyone that particularly stands out for for either of you? Um, in rounds, other than yourselves, of course. Um, they're doing a great job. Um, in the packaging uh, industry, around sustainability communication.
1: Yeah, so actually, Jenny, I wanted to talk to you about something, and to Jenny, to all of you. I said Actually, that definitely, in my point of view, no one company can solve today's sustainability challenge alone. I think that here we really need to, to hold hands right if we want to tackle this in the right way and to keep protecting our planet. So that's why actually I wanted to talk to you about Accelerator 100+. I don't know if you have ever think uh, or heard about that before, but it's actually a program that Avinbeth put together with Coca-Cola, Unilever, and Colgate. Uh, Here, basically, we recognize in an open way that we need to combine efforts and scale innovation solutions if we want to accelerate the green transition of our supply chains. So I invite you, all of you to, to go online, just type it on Google Accelerator 100 Plus, and then you will be able to find a lot of information here. But so basically, one of the main work is actually circular packaging, as I was mentioning before. So here in this, pro- in this program, what we are doing is that we are constantly uh, on the outlook For new ways of reusable packaging, improve our packaging system by increasing, for example, the recycled content. We are also looking for new systems of recycling, actually, infrastructure (laughs) or eliminating the weight of another component. So it's really like a very extensive program. It's not only focus on circular packaging, but circular packaging is is one of the main categories, and we really really, uh, 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 invites all the companies and other startups to join the challenge, right, and that we can all work together in order to reach our sustainable goals.
0: Maybe you can also send the link to that, because when I send the recording round, um, I can definitely include the link to that for you. um, Sure. Get involved. Um, and have a look at the website and see you know what what part they can play because you're right. it's not it's not one company uh, is going to be able to do everything um, exactly definitely- very idealistic. I think we've all got to chip away. and I think that includes consumers um, and consumers, as I said before, you know, becoming much more um, aware of where their packaging um, comes from, where their products come from. Um, whether that be the food industry or the clothing industry or, or whatever. I think that there is huge uh, focus now in terms of being able to, to do the right thing. Um, and I think, you know, there's a, a lot of different uh, surveys but what we can really tell is that people even will pay more um, to be able to ensure that they're paying for something which is a little bit more sustainable or doing a better job mm-hmm. for the planet. So yes. if consumers are doing that, brands need to respond um and so i think that's absolutely key um i don't know julie if you had anything to add to that you know any other companies that that stands out for you is there any any other um instances that you'd
2: like to kind of have a chat about well i think all of our customers might be from our side we help any customer that that wants to achieve that and as already i'm, I'm repeating myself that since it's Part of who we are, I think we we try to to do so all the time. So um, I think any anybody who's knocking on our door to to get into a project or to 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 buy our products is already being sustainability. Since yeah, we do nothing but that actually to be very straightforward.
0: Is there is there any particular um, skew difference? Is there more of uh, your your customers from one particular? industry vertical than others is there you know just as a whole is there any kind of particular uh industry that seems to want to do more in in sustainability
2: i think companies who are facing that are really um customer facing like uh, that that are in touch with their end consumers communicating a lot with them it's very important for them um but you see that other companies as well as I said the legislation is changing companies simply have defined their own sustainability goals it's actually all sorts of companies from all all markets um, are, are working on that uh, and and because of the market is so much changing because of the availability of certain materials we are simply pushed in in, in, in some direction so everybody will will have to deal with it sooner or later but I think, most of the companies that are communicating with their customers directly, so from a B two C uh, perspective, I think those are the ones that have been knocking on a door on, the, on the, for the first time. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, absolutely, and I think there's so much change in legislation now. It's it's also, um, you know, we've we've talked about it in some of the other sessions that we had yesterday and also today. It came up in terms of the legislation changes, in terms of new laws, which will also indicate where. Um, the packaging resource form how to recycle that packaging um, is, is really pushing brands who perhaps have thought they could uh, ignore that for a little bit um, is, re- is really yeah. kind of pushing them into having to think about it and I think one of the first laws is going to be um, it, it, uh, ob- oblig- obligation by 2024 and that's not that long away when no. we think about how long um, you know the process takes I'm sure this wasn't a, a situation of Carmen giving you a ring and two weeks later. <laughs> yeah,
1: I wish no, that was it, possible. It, it took a lot of, yeah, it takes yeah. time to, to reach out this, uh, this end product, right? It starts with the idea and I think that maybe particularly for this project we were lucky that somehow you were already yeah. advanced because of the initial project that they have um, with the other company. Uh, but so yes, those projects, they, they take um, a bit of time yeah. to go from the idea until the point that you will have really the real end product in your hands. So definitely exactly. we need to go ahead of the curve and start working now. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, exactly, exactly. we got a question in um, from Petra from the audience. And uh, the question is, will consumers have to pay more for this crate or will you as a company Absorb that cost and, and how much are consumers willing to pay more? Do you think
1: they don't have to pay more for the crates, they just have the regular deposits and as any other crates. And definitely, yeah, like those crates, I can say they are more expensive than any other regular crates. But we, we are convinced that we are doing the right thing, we are betting in sustainability, and it's the right thing to do.
0: Um, I've got somebody coming back on my, my other question well, on the other point. Um, which was around um, the time that it takes, um, roughly, um, from, you know, the first conversation around, we'd like to do something like this, to actually holding that uh, prototype product in your hand, how long, roughly, um, does it, does it take, what did it take?
1: It was over one year. A year so. and three months or yes. so? Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah, but we
1: have to keep in mind, we're talking
2: about a mold that needs to be built here, uh-huh. and it's, uh, that, that takes someone um, about five to six months. Yeah. And you need to do a lot of tests to make sure that the quality of the, the product coming out of that mold is compliant to the specification. So um, that has also been extending, um, I think, uh, the, timeline, the timeline of the project. But yeah. um, we were very much on the same page from the beginning. So I think um, yeah. if, if you are dealing with a product where the lead time is not that... Um, of, of uh, I, Products that are part of the, the end product, I think it, it can be in a, in a shorter time frame, too.
1: Mm-hmm. A call I a, Oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, yes, I wanted to say that, obviously, as we are working with new materials, especially for us, like ABIMEF quality is key. And quality means that, you know, the crate also needs to go through a series of testing to make sure that yeah. voila, like it won't break, up, uh, break down or like any of our customers, we may get injured or anything like that so all those tastings they also take time they need to be performed in different laboratories so obviously that's also always kind of uh, slow down a little bit the development process because it's kind of obviously like iteration cycles right it's like you do you advance you iterate you move again so it always takes time.
0: Yeah, of course. But I'm sure also for, for brands that are watching here now would also want to go through a, a testing process as well. So I think that just becomes part yeah. of the process. Um, yeah. Carl was asking from the audience, um, why uh, do you need to have a, a, a new mould? Could the new approach not just have been using um, the existing moulds? Well,
2: so the this- the thing is, for this one, as I as I said from the beginning, and I and on, I pur- on purposely, uh, tried to keep it a little bit um, vague. Um, <laughs> we did some crazy stuff here with the materials. Um, also, from a, a production slash processing point of view of the materials, um, we were not able to do this with a with a standard mold. So, from a designing point of view, from the mold slash crate, we had to take that into consideration too. So. That's why um, why we needed to build a new mould. Yeah, and and of course, uh, there was also the inquiry of uh, yeah. of, of of ABI.
0: Mm. Got just a, a, an extra comment saying um, I think it would it, it it would look great and really promote if the overall finish also listed perhaps or showed the materials used. Um, I mean that's quite an interesting point. He's talking obviously about the the more crazy uh, materials used, fishing nets, for example um was that something that you thought about again you could always put a qr code on that and 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 you know show people that what what do you think there
1: we're telling that so actually this crate it also contains like we don't have it here unfortunately uh, but it also contains like crate cover and so in there basically you can find all the information about the crate content and they can also see there is like a picture let's say somehow of the material that is inside the crate such as the the fishing lines the nets and the ropes yes
0: oh great
1: great brilliant
0: um, okay, then um, I was just wondering if uh, maybe Julie, we can go back to kind of the the plastic converters challenges. I mean, there's there's, there's quite a lot going on there. Um, what's what's going to have to change?
2: Yeah, because as we already described, then eh, there's that swift from from virgin uh, virgin materials towards the recycled materials or recycling materials. There's actually two things. That I wanna wanna raise because they are quite important to mention. Um, um, One thing is, and you already touched it uh, quickly. um, When using recycled materials uh, in a product, like for instance this one, you might have to face um, color restrictions because what's happening is the materials that you're using already have their own color. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, if I use this specific crate um, uh, and project, um, I. We, we got the message from the brand team that they really much wanted to respect the the, 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 the brand color, which is a very dark blue, uh, which was was easier than if it would have been a very bright yellow, for instance. So we, I, I don't know if you remember from the video, we had those little green pellets from the fishnets. That's eventually, that was part of the raw material that we used. And we also had another uh, HTPE regrind source. So yeah, somehow you have to make sure that those colors in the end become this mm-hmm. so it's thanks to an amazing collaboration with our uh, master batch supplier that we were able to develop a master batch that could overcolor those materials ending up with this but again if if this crate would have to be bright yellow or or vibrant red we would never ever been able to succeed so in some cases I think for marketeers and people from brand teams you have to let go of the idea of the, the old-school brand book, brand identity, brand colors, because when you use those materials, sometimes it's simply unable. You already see it with PAT bottles, for instance. PET bottles that have been recycled don't have that vibrant, transparent um, look anymore. It's a little bit grayish, so that's you already see it there. And I think a second um, very important uh, issue to raise and and multiple people already discussed it, is the price. Um, as a salesperson, I talk to a lot of customers, and I still meet people that think, okay, um, so we are using non-virgin materials, so recycled materials, uh, which means it's inferior quality, so then the product must be cheaper, right? Um, if you think about it, um, these crates or or any product that is made from recycled material needs to be compliant to the same specifications as when you have a a product made from virgin uh, um, material so um, if that quality is inferior you need to be able to upcycle it and Mm -hmm. so sometimes you need to add um, additives uh, for like stabilizers or something, which costs money, and on top of that, again, we're in that market situation where more and more companies tend to use those recycled materials. So um, the the demand and the, the the supply is just not in balance anymore. And in our market mechanism, then you simply have an increase of supply. So my 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 shout out to the audience is actually if you guys think of uh, launching a a project where you want to have a, a, a product made from recycled materials to have cost saving, you might end up a little bit disappointed because, in the end, it might be that it's not cheaper at all. So, um, which I think, yeah, shouldn't be the only uh, reason to, to launch such a project, but um, take it into consideration because it's an important thing to, um, yeah,
0: mm. to take. So, to, to, to really kind of think about. The reason why uh, you want to do something is it because you want to do something for good or is it that you're looking to save money um, exactly. I think I think that's what you're saying and then secondly um, to also be aware that there could be challenges in terms of um, you know sticking to the to the exact brand book due to the fact that colors and I hadn't really thought of that but of course it makes sense and uh, of course you can see the differences in the um in the plastic bottles but I, I wasn't really sure
2: why but now i do so <laughs> okay. it's, like, it's like you said earlier you can also embrace it and see it i don't know as an opportunity to have a different conversation with your consumer and and really talk the sustainability tell the sustainability story instead of hey this is the old brand remember it i mean yes. it's how you yeah. approach it i think and this is a new reality we all have to accept
0: for sure and i think that the the push and the focus on um, more sustainable, more eco-friendly, or all, all of these different words there um, is 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 really because people care. So if you don't want to be uh, part of the greenwashing crew, then um, I think those are the types of things that you need to be able to accept. And perhaps you know, this is this is as you say um, something that that's naturally. Uh, going to be there obviously if you know anything about you know plastics and being able to change colors and things like that then that's naturally um the answer there are some impossibilities um but also again the reason um and it tells that story the reason why uh this is now this is because we're doing all these great things um and that becomes a massive positive and really then I think defines those companies who are really uh doing a bit of greenwashing um and those who really are Uh, Dedicated to wanting to make a change. Um, Exactly. Yeah. That that I think is pretty key. Um, We're kind of coming to the end of the session. Um, I don't know if you've got anything uh, in particular that you'd like the audience to take away, any one particular point that or or anything we haven't covered here's here's an opportunity (laughs) um no personal information needed at this stage but to the audience as well um you know if you've got any other questions um we've oh we've just got a comment in actually um the development costs need to be covered in the product costs, as I understand but all subsequent clients will benefit well this is more a comment i think um as the hard work has been done by the companies who did it first and i'm sure through time the cost will stabilize i mean do you agree what do you think about that
2: well i think that the cost of the materials i think that as i said that's a new reality i don't think we will ever get back to the 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 price level that we got a few years ago so that will stay but indeed yeah but i don't think that that the development cost is so much in no integrated in this no, one no, no 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 so i think it's more on, on a cost level and on the material the cost uh, on the material level i think that is that new reality I, I was referring to earlier yeah
0: definitely okay anything we've missed out or anything you'd like the audience to go away with
1: yeah maybe if we have a little bit of time jenny from my side i would like to cover a couple of things The first one, it's really, um, I would like to again touch base here on like what innovations means to me. And I think that uh, I would like to share with you all that innovation to me, it's really about being able to measure the problem, about falling in love with it, be passionate and authentic in order to be able to look for solutions that will create value for consumers and for the business. Um, so that's for me, it's very key. It's uh, I, I've seen other projects or the companies that potentially they're going to fall in love with the solution and not with the problem and therefore have a very narrow mandate. So that's why for me, the key here is be able to measure the problem and fall in love with it to make sure that you will keep open mandate and then you will find the best solution for that. And then last but not least, I would like to further emphasize collaboration. And if I may tell a very short story, do I have time? Yeah, you have time. Go for it. So, I go ahead. So, listen, a very short story. It's really about a master strategy that actually was called to, as a guest speaker. It was in a random company with over 50 senior managers. He actually gave a task to the senior managers as far as he entered in the room. He says he actually brought some balloons, some markers, and then he asked to each of them to take one balloon, blow it up and put their names on the balloon, and then brought the balloons into a near room that was actually back end. Immediately the senior managers they quickly went, pick up their balloons, they blow them up, they put the notes, they put their names, they went and they saw the balloons into the backhand rooms. What happened after that is that the master strategy asked them, please go back into that room, pick up your balloon, I will you will be under a stopwatch you can imagine what happened. It was kind of a mess. Everyone was running over each other. Some people actually put their uh, foots on top of the balloon. People were not happy. Then other people returned with the balloons. But so the master strategies, please, all of you, come back. Do you think that is a smarter way to do the task that I ask you? They quickly, you know, they were all senior managers. They quickly started making strategies, uh, setting some ambitions, But the mastery strategy says, like, no, we really need to change the rules of the game. And so let's do one thing. You're going to go back to that room. You're going to pick the first balloon that you see, and then you will read out loud the name of the person. The person will pick up the balloon and will return back to the room. And so in less than five minutes, everyone goes back in the main room with all their balloons. So this is what collaboration does. And what I mean uh, for me is that I think that by better communication and with collective kindness, I believe that we can help each other to deliver against our objective faster. And definitely from Abby and Beth's point of view to build a more sustainable future with more cheers. Thank you,
0: a good story as well. I don't know Julie, have you got a story?
2: <laughs> now, I actually have, a, again, a, uh, a request for the audience. Um, I live in Holland and there's a, a company there um, that collects waste and, um, well, converts it. And, and it has a tagline, uh, there's no such thing as waste. Now, I don't want to in- get involved in a legal case or uh, get fined or end <laughs> up in jail, but I honestly think that, that, that that's 100% what it's all about. My shout out to the audience is never throw away plastic waste. If it's production waste, consumer waste, call us. Call Schuller and we will investigate together with you to what extent we can use that as raw material for our next packaging because th- that is actually the few projects we're running right now it's amazing if you think about how we're able to convert waste into new packaging so again call us if there's <laughs> any ways you you are dealing with and let's see if we can uh, do something about it with it
0: absolutely and uh it's been it's been a real eye opener. It's uh, been a fantastic session, ladies. I really love the fact that you've got that background. Um, it's making uh, <laughs> <laughs> me very jealous of my plain white walls. Um, but I think you know you've you've shown us a product that really does embrace all of those different points. And you know I wish you the best of luck with all the awards. I'm sure you're going to do really really well. Um, it is a fantastic product. It does bring everything together um even into the you know that kind of uh wave print uh or thumbprint on onto the packaging itself. Right, effect. exactly thank you. um so you know a massive uh thank you to you both it's been really great having you on um and i'll probably invite you back next year let's see <laughs>
1: forward to it. thank you thank, thank you, me, you anyway. for having us bye bye
0: no problem thanks very much
1: and thank you Tuesday,
0: um we do have Um, Our last session coming up next, we'll be looking at the world's first sustainability packaging with digital transformation at its core. I'm going to be joined by Adriana Golovic, who is Marketing Director at South and New Markets at Elopac. It's going to be a fantastic session. We will be here at quarter past, starting that. So do please stay tuned and I'll see you soon.